Hello, and welcome to the Eclectic Domestics Podcast, where service business expert and coach Barbara Janey shows you how to gain more respect, earn more money, and elevate your service from so-so to five-star. Hello and welcome to episode seven. Today we are going to talk about the seven types of clients that you don't want. (laughs) So now if you're at that point in your business where you are just taking every single client that you possibly can because you are afraid that there won't be any work or people won't call, this podcast is for you because these are the seven different types of clients that you really don't want. And we're going to talk about how you can recognize them and why you do not want them on your schedule under any circumstances at all. And you're just going to have to trust us on this. Maybe you've come across this type of client in the past, or maybe you're wondering what to do with, with one that's on your schedule right now. Uh, but anyway, these are the seven different types. And the first type is the clients that don't respect your time. These are the clients that are always late, uh, always cancel on you. They give you unscheduled phone calls. They text you at all hours of the night. They're constantly rescheduling. They constantly insist on talking with you outside of your office hours and they are just a handful and a headache to deal with. Um, I had this one client who, um, and then now I shut my, my phone off at night. Um, I only have certain texts on, uh, if my daughter's out, obviously I want to be able to get messages from her. Um, I shut my phone ringer off and I, I put it on do not disturb. So just the alarm will go off to wake me up in the morning. So I would get up in the morning and I would see that, oh, a text came in at 2.30 in the morning from this client that I had. And um, this was a very high maintenance client and would insist on texting me at all hours at dinner, calling me early on a Sunday morning. And it, it just got to the point where I could not work with this client anymore. I just felt that they were not respecting my time. And then when I would get back to them, they would take their time getting back to me. I would make appointments. They would constantly reschedule. So what happens here is now this becomes a lot of management and it's time is definitely money. And my free time my time with my family, my time with my, my kids is just that. It's free time. I'm not on 24-7. I need to take a step back. I need to take a break. We all do. The business shouldn't run you. You should be running the business. So a client like this forces the business to run you. And this is why they absolutely need to be taken off your schedule. And the second type of client is the cousin of the client who doesn't respect your time. Uh, This is the client that does not respect your expertise. They are a complete, complete 
control freak. Uh, they check up on you, they nitpick, they pretty much treat you like a child rather than as a professional, constantly leaving you notes and reminders. And believe me, I don't mind getting a note if there's specific tasks. Uh, for example, if a client's having a guest over and I need to freshen up the guest room, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But if it's my regular job that I've been doing for oh, five or six years and you keep feeling like you want to give me a reminder of how to do my job, that does grate me the wrong way. Um, these are the clients that are always disappointed, never satisfied, but they can't really tell you why they're not satisfied. So I had a client um, that would do this, just check up on me. I have come to refer to this as the paperclip game. And I'm sure that you've all seen this where there's just random change or paper clips thrown around the room in weird areas where they don't belong, uh, just to see if you're going to find them and clean them up off the floor. Um, I actually had one client many years ago when I first started uh, housekeeping that <laughs> actually had, you know, that uh, foil wrapper from a, from a piece of gum? Well, it was stuck strategically directly under the leg of a rocking chair so that you couldn't see it unless you actually pulled the rocking chair out. So I happily went around the house, picked up all the paper clips, all the change, all the gum wrappers that were strategically placed right under their legs and feet. And I placed them in the middle of um, the client's bureau with a little note one day that was a uh, a, a, a note that I quit <laughs> because I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, and I did a good job. It wasn't that I was missing anything. It wasn't that I was running around the house, you know, playing games and throwing dust about. And every time I went there, there was just this enormous amount of stuff all over the floor that didn't belong there. So I spent more time picking up their um, little bait than uh, I did cleaning. And if I sound salty, it's because I am. <laughs> um, I don't like to have my time wasted when I'm going out to a job. Um, I, I've also had clients that complained that I didn't spend enough time in the house. I wasn't there long enough. They felt I was in and out too quickly. But then when I asked, well, was there something that was missed? They said, no, I just felt like you went too fast. And, you know, to these clients, I would try to explain to them that the more I'm at your house, if I've been at your house for six years, five, six years, uh, even after a couple of months, you're going to get quicker with that cleaning. And you're going to be able to do that job much quicker uh, than the person that owns the house. Because when you own the house, there's too many distractions, right? You know yourself when you're cleaning your own house that you get distracted. You can't really focus as well as when you're in somebody else's house and you're not attached to all the stuff. So anyway, so clients who don't respect your expertise, who are control freaks, you probably want to get them off the schedule as quickly as possible, replace them with a better client. Um, the type number three, client type number three that you don't want on your schedule is that they don't want to sign an agreement with you. They don't want a service plan. They don't want an agreement. They'll nitpick the details. They'll argue with you about them. Um, I mean, service plans and agreements are there to protect the client as well as to protect the service provider. So I don't see why there would be a problem signing a service plan agreement. 
Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so I would just be le a little leery and a little cautious of people who are arguing with you and don't want to sign an agreement. Um, I purposely make my agreements simple. They go month to month. I don't sign long-term contracts because people's circumstances change. People get laid off, um, et cetera. Or, you know, I might not, I might decide that I might not want to service this client anymore. So I try to make it as easy as possible to get out of the agreement after thir with 30 days notice. Um, so I kind of really step back a little bit from somebody that doesn't want to uh, sign an agreement uh, or do it that way. Uh, so the fourth type of client that you don't want on your schedule are those clients who are just looking for cheap work. They're looking for the cheapest rock bottom prices. They're looking for discounts. Uh, they want more for less money. They're looking for extras uh, with no compensation at all. Um, this is what we call project scope creep, where it starts out as one thing and then they're like, oh, could you just do this? Could you just make the beds up? And oh, may, could you just do the windows? And oh, could you just clean the blinds? And then all of a sudden your, your job is not anywhere remotely close to what it started out as. And uh, what this is, is they've just kind of pushed you back a little bit to see how much you'll take. And then you get to a point where you try to charge more and they get very, very upset because they're looking for cheap. They're just looking for, um, uh, to spend the least bit of money as possible. They keep reminding you that your, your fees are high. Your service rates are really high and they're really, really not. It's okay to let these clients walk and they will threaten to walk away. Just let them walk away. Trust me. Um, what I always do, you, you see these, these clients a lot or these type of people a lot on Facebook yard sale sites. And I see them asking questions about, um, you know, cheap housekeeping. And I always go on when I see this. I don't want them as clients, but I always take the opportunity when I do see this post posted in a Facebook group to correct them and to educate them about the cost of doing business and that, you know, they're not paying for unskilled labor. They're, they're, they're supporting a woman, maybe a single mom who's got kids. They're supporting her. They're, they're covering, you know, the insurance. They're covering the travel. They're covering the cost of supplies. And they're, co they're covering this, this job that they can't or don't want to do themselves. Uh, one client haggled with me so badly about this because uh, she was just looking for cheap and quick. And um, I'm usually pretty patient and very professional when I handle clients. But this, she just caught me on a day. I just was not feeling myself. I just not, was not in the mood for it. So I looked at her after she kept haggling with me. And finally, I said to her, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if the shoe was on the other foot... And this was my house, and I was asking you to clean it for me. How much would you want to be paid? And she, <laughs> I never did get an answer. She got really, really angry at me, and um, that ended the conversation. Um, but the point is, is that you, you, you just want to let these clients walk. You don't want to have to haggle. You don't want to have to defend your position. You don't want to have to justify why you're charging what you want to do. And above all, you do not want to lower your prices to keep this client on your schedule. They will waste your time. 
the lower you charge, the, the less you charge, the, the more they're going to try to haggle you down or add things on your schedule that don't belong there. And you're going to wind up very frustrated and, and very upset at the client, but mostly with yourself. And trust me, I have been there. So you want to let those clients walk, the ones that are looking for cheap. Okay. The next type, the fifth type is family and friends. And this does definitely ring true is you don't want to do business with family and friends. I will give my services to friends. Like I, I've given services away as a, as a gift. Um, family, same thing. I don't really like my family working for me or trying to do services for them. I will refer them to a very trusted uh, local partner uh, to provide their services. And I just politely say that I am really, really booked. Um, and, you know, I'm, I would love to help them out, but I can't. But here's the name of somebody who can. Um, what I find with family and friends is because of that relationship, of that close relationship, there's a power imbalance. And you feel that you can't charge them or you don't want to charge them. And then what happens is it's, it's, a, a situation where they're going to take advantage of you and not really appreciate your expertise because to them, you're not the expert. You're the cousin or the sister or the daughter-in-law or, or whatever it is. And, um, I, I would just avoid this situation, uh, if at all possible, where you are do, taking on projects for family and friends. If you're going to do it, just do it as a, as a gift, as a donate and do not mix business with that. Um, because it just, I, I just feel it creates too much tension and, um, too much, too much haggling back and forth. Okay. The sixth type of client are those who are always in a rush. They have unrealistic expectations. They try to condense down that time. So for example, if you have a client who uh, says that you have to finish the job in two hours because they have something or other to do. What they're doing is they're setting it up for failure. They're trying to condense that time. They're trying to rush you through. And then ultimately they're going to be disappointed because things are going to get missed. It's not going to be a good job. So if it's a client that says you have to arrive at nine, no earlier than nine 15 and you have to be out by 10 45 and it's a three hour job, clearly I would turn this one down. Okay. If they're in a rush, if they're that busy and that rushed, or they don't trust you to stay in the house with a key so you can take your time and do the job that you need to do. You don't want this client on your schedule. It's just going to create undue stress and tension on you. And they're going to wind up being disappointed. And it's just setting the situation up uh, to not be productive, uh, a productive business relationship. And the seventh type of client that you don't want is those clients who don't pay on time. There's always an excuse. Uh, they always continue to demand that you work for them and they'll, they'll pay you and, and this and that and the other. And I see this a lot uh, in especially the professional groups that I belong to on Facebook. Um, next to how do I price jobs? This is the second most asked question is how do I get people to pay me on time? And um what needs to happen is, again, it goes back to thinking of your work as a real business. You have to start billing people up front 
for their services. This will be discussed in a later podcast, but you must bill them up front. Uh, this, that's the solution to getting people to pay on time. Um, I have my billing set up so that my billing goes out about the 20th of every month. And that billing is for the upcoming month. So this, we're in August now. So my billing went out on August 20th for all of the September dates. And on my invoice is all the dates that that particular client or all the clients have written on the invoice. We have you scheduled for ABCD dates. Please let us know if you need to change any of these dates. Uh, invoice gets sent out. Now, it's sent out on the 20th. They have until like the 5th of the following month to pay it. If it's not paid by the 5th of the month, they get a little reminder. Hey, your bill is due. Oops, you know, maybe you, it was an oversight, but your bill is due. If they don't pay it after the first reminder, they'll get a phone call. And how I handle that is I ask, hey, I was just checking in to see if we're still on for you know, whatever their next cleaning date is, because we didn't receive your payment. So let me know if you want us to go ahead and reschedule you or if we're still coming. And if you didn't receive your invoice, let me know and I'll send you another copy. Please call me at, and I leave my phone number. And usually what'll happen is maybe the client did get busy or they were on vacation. It's like, I'm so sorry. I'll send that out now. Yes, we're on for next Tuesday or whatever the date is, or they won't pay it and then they get assessed a late fee. After the late fee is paid, if it's, uh, I'm sorry, after the late fee is assessed, if it's still not paid, I should say, then I just call them and assume that they're rescheduling because they're not paying their bill. So when that client pays that bill, they know that they've confirmed all those dates on the calendar. I have their money up front and I'm not coming if I don't get paid up front. I do have a few clients who are grandfathered in and still leave me a check. They're older people. They don't really use a computer. So that's fine. But they're long-term clients. I have a long-term relationship with them. And, um, and that's fine. They, they, they either mail me a check or they leave a check at the day of service. And that's fine. Um, if you have long-term clients like that, that's not a problem. But if it's a client that's constantly making an excuse as to why they can't pay you, um, then I would, I would bounce them off the schedule. Um, I actually had one client, I've only had to do this twice, uh, in my entire career, which is pretty good. I had a client, um, I switched from, uh, checks, you know, mail in, uh, um, payment to online billing. And this particular client was the reason that I began doing this because the check was never left there. We would clean anyway. Then I'd have to chase her around. I'm, I'm a housekeeping service. Uh, I'm not a bill collector. So this cycle went on. So I decided to go to online billing and do it this way. And then when I went to the online billing, she complained. She didn't like the um, the, the invoicing service I was using. She didn't trust it. It was always an excuse. Then she just started not paying the online billing. And finally I had to just cancel her service because it just got so ridiculous. You know, I mean, if you can't afford cleaning services, that's fine. Uh, you know, modify your service or, you know, you could go down to once a month instead of once a week, but you don't, you don't not pay your housekeeper. And I, I had to give her kind of a little, a little educational talk, uh, but it was very stressful for me. Um, I don't want to spend time chasing people for money. 
I want to go in, do the best job I can do, leave a fantastically clean looking and smelling home. So when the person comes home, they can relax in their in their dwelling and just be free from, from any stress over clutter or cleaning or anything. And, uh, you know, I just, I just don't want to deal with a client that doesn't want to pay me or can't pay me or doesn't want to pay on time. Um, I'm just, I'm just not about that. So that's the seventh type of client that I would highly recommend. You just take them off your schedule and be done with that. Now, another podcast will be talking about um, your image, uh, how to project your image and how to present yourself and how to attract the type of clients you want. But I will say to, to finish this podcast is that in, in listing all these different types of people, there are ways and there are words that you can use and words that you shouldn't use that will attract or repel the right or the wrong client. For example, your cheap clients are attracted by you using words like discount, rock bottom pricing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, people who don't respect your time are encouraged when you constantly answer the phone after office hours. Um, or you have something on your website or your Facebook page of, you know, 24 hour service. We're always open. Okay. Um, so, in another podcast, we're going to be talking about that a little bit, about copywriting and uh, what words to use to get the right messaging across to your client, to attract the right clients, and to repel the seven types of clients and those clients that are wrong for you. So now, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would like to invite you to go to our website www.eclecticdomestics.com. And if you look at the top of the page, there is a link for our upcoming program. It starts September 30th and it goes for six weeks. And this is our signature program, our SOS for housekeepers. And what this program does is it's five steps that will take you, take your service from so-so to five star. It'll make your service elevate to the point where you can charge top dollar for your services and eliminate some of these, these undesirable clients like we just discussed. So in our program, this is our SOS stands for signature opt, I'm sorry, service optimizing system. This is our signature program. It's our service optimizing system. And you're going to learn so, so much. You're going to learn how to define your services, how to develop a business mindset, how to set your goals, how to find the right clients, how to keep them long-term, how to set your pricing, how to set yourself as a top-notch service provider, um, positioning yourself as an expert in your field, how to get that marketing message clarity, um, how to really take care of your customers, and so, so much more. So I would love for you to go right now to our website, eclecticdomestics.com, and at the top of the page in our menu, there is a link to our SOS for Housekeepers course 
that begins on September 30th, 2019, and it will go for six weeks. So hopefully I will see your name in our list to save your seat for this course. It's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited to be offering it to you because you deserve to elevate your service and make more money doing what you're doing. You guys work so hard. You work so, so hard to make these clients homes beautiful and aesthetically pleasing and comfortable in a sanctuary. And I want to see you get compensated for it. I want to see you get compensated in the best way possible. So please go and sign up for our SOS for housekeepers, cleaners, and maids. This is a special invitation for all of our listeners, and I hope to see you there. Well, that is all that I have for this week. I thank you so much for joining me. And I will see you next week for the Eclectic Domestics podcast. Bye for now. So if you want to gain more respect, earn more money by elevating your services from so-so to five-star, please visit us at www.eclecticdomestics.com. This is Barbara Jeannie. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.